What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this Wednesday night to bring you our East and West All-Star starting and reserve ballot. Noah, I mean, in in terms of NBA podcasting, does it get better than picking All-Star teams? I I love me some All-Star game, Colin. (laughs) I mean, the game itself, like, you know, I'll tune in for a quarter or two, but just picking who gets mm-hmm. to be on the team, oh, it's the best. It's my favorite. It makes me feel powerful and important. I wish they were still doing that um, special Kobe format, Colin. I wish that just stuck. Uh, that one year that they did the game that way, it was the most electric game we've seen in, like, the last 10, 15 years. Like, yeah. I kind of wish that was just the format. Uh, that stuck, and they, you know, they named it after Kobe or something. Yeah, isn't the trophy? The trophy's called the Kobe Bryant All Star Game MVP now. But yeah, yeah, I almost think they should name the game after him. I think so too. But no, you're absolutely right. I mean, making the game so that there is like a final X reach point, so that it's actually competitive and like people have a reason to try. Like, it's dope. Because, like, if you watch, Nolan, and I think we talked about this last year, <clears throat> early 2000s All-Star games, people tried down the stretch. Like, it was a thing that uh-huh. you tried, and nowadays that's it's a clown show the whole time. Like, nobody's actually yep. trying. It's It kind of is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is what it is, but uh, picking and predicting, Con, who we think is going to make this All-Star game and how much importance we put into guys um when you're looking at their careers and like oh well how many all-star games do they make um Mm -hmm. it does play a pretty big factor into someone's legacy and i i i love making these picks Colin. oh yeah no i mean like when you look at legacy i think the first thing i always look at is like all-stars maybe mvps maybe finals championships but like all nba and all-star appearances yeah you go on nba reference and what is the very first thing listed under a guy's name it's how many all-star games he went to mm-hmm. yeah. just saying <laughs> just saying dog just saying so, and, and no, before we get into to picking, do you think that the NBA kind of messed up by having the draft? I, I, I don't know, Colin, because I, I think when they did that, I think the league was a bit imbalanced. Um, I think, I think yeah. the East, I think the East had more talent. I can't remember if the East or the West had more talent, but when they instituted that. I think um, it was the, the league West. was a bit, in, yeah. The league was a yeah. The East just had like LeBron really uh, before a like lot of LeBron these guys. LeBron and Kyrie, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was a bit imbalanced, so I saw why they did it. Um, I'm fine with it now, Con, because it is like they're playing. You know, they're like fantasy drafting. I think it's cool. Um, the one thing I miss the mo- one thing I would like to see, Con, after um, seeing these leaked pictures of the new All Star jerseys, I kind of miss when everyone wore their own team's jersey, mm-hmm. um, especially with how the jerseys are nowadays, Colin. They're so cool, and there's so many of them. I I, I really don't get why we're not showcasing some of these um, team's jerseys that Nike has clearly put so much time in. I would love to see that come back. Yeah, because, uh, I, I don't know, maybe there is a big market for it, and I'm just not in tune with it, but who's buying, like, the East All-Star jersey 2022? 
<laughs> Let me meet the man who's buying the DeMar DeRozan All-Star jersey this year. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, who's like, oh, yeah, you know what's missing from my collection, baby? The the All-Star jersey. Gotta, gotta throw on the threads, you know? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, Colin, uh, my parents got me a Reggie Wayne Pro Bowl jersey. Um, it was, like, red and white, mm-hmm. and I wore it, and my uncle was like, Where'd you get that jersey from? He's like, it looks like a knockoff. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's his Pro Bowl jersey. And he's like, why did you get a blue and white one just of his regular jersey? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Your uncle bullied you into never wearing it again. I love it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, shout out mom and dad for uh, not really understanding how it works, but trying nonetheless. Yeah, the the thought was there. I'm sure low-key that was actually – you know, I'll I'll give it this. The Pro Bowl jerseys at least used to be consistent year to year. Mm -hmm. So, like, whereas nowadays, uh, like, they switch up how the all-star jerseys look every single year. But at least back Mm -hmm. in the day you could be like, no, like, this is the Pro Bowl jersey. Like, this is it. (laughs) Yeah. And says some hideous like yellow and blue thing. Like bleh. <laughs> Yeah, I just I think no where I have an issue with the draft is it takes away any sort of um <coughs> camaraderie among the guys on the team and like something to play mm-hmm. for like you know like the east actually is better than the west. So I, yeah. I don't like I don't think it's fun when two guys or three guys from the same team make it and then they're split up. That to me mm-hmm. like is is stupid. It's like, well, I watched them. I I want to see them pass to each other. I want to see them play on the same team. I mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see Demar and Zach like guarding each other like that. I don't know. Like that's <laughs> just not that funny to me. Like that's not cool. Yeah. We need just general rivalries back in the NBA con, I, I really feel like. Yeah, rivalries are really at an all-time low. I mean, because we don't even have, like, the Cavs-Warriors thing going on. We just have... Uh, the biggest rivalry might vaccines. be Jokic v. the Morris Bros. <laughs> and then Kyrie vs. Vaccines. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, NBA Twitter versus Grayson Allen. Yes. Like, <laughs> Con Griffin versus Grayson Allen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that to me doesn't make the All-Star game any more interesting in and of itself. But uh, I think the status of being there for All-Star weekend is huge. I think the idea that we're actually going to have, like, a real All-Star weekend again this year is big for the players. Because I think the players hated it last year when there was nobody there. They couldn't even, like, bring their families. It was Mm -hmm. just, like... Hey, the fifteen best basketball players from each conference uh, hang out. I guess. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good All Star Game weekend this uh, this year. Colin, it was supposed to be in Indianapolis last year. It was not, and this year it's in the beautiful city of Cleveland. Cleveland, baby, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. <laughs> what it do? I think Joe Kim Noah is going to be there just as a uh, ambassador oh, totally, for the city. Dude. He's got the he's he's been renting the apartment in Cleveland. Let's oh yeah, he has, he has. You think he's low key addicted to Cleveland now? <laughs> he's like, damn, I should on this city, but like, low key. But like, not too key? bad. Honestly, I vacation here now. I'm <laughs> I'm the person I had to talk to myself. 
Uh, okay, no. Should we start with the east or the west? Uh, let's do the east. Alright, I like it. I like it. Um, to me, Noah, the east really wasn't that hard to put together. For me, at least. I think a lot of things kind of made a lot of sense, and there wasn't too much uh, picking that I had to do, truly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I kind of agree. So, list your starters, and you know what? There's going to be one place I kind of disagree, but that's fine. Because you're a fucking homer. Um, My East starters, Colin, are Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Giannis mm-hmm. and Joel Embiid. Um, where you're, I think, Colin, we can agree on DeMar, KD, Giannis, and Embiid. That's um, correct. I think you would rather have Zach Levine here, but personally, I am picking Trey Young, Colin, and just let me let me let me pitch the argument for Trey Young here. Um, the Hawks, Colin, when Trey Young is on the floor, they rank second in offensive rating, and they basically go from having the most efficient offense in basketball with Trey Young on the floor to being. 0.2 points per 100 possessions better than the 30th rank Thunder when Trey Young's not on the floor. Hmm. No okay. <laughs> It's decently <laughs> compelling. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm not too mad about it because Trey got snubbed last year, and we kind of snubbed him. Like, it was kind of like a thing that like everybody mm-hmm. was just like, yeah, Trey's putting up, like, empty stats. And then he took the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's like, okay, you know what? Like, maybe, just maybe, we all deserve to uh, <laughs> let Trey Young start in this one because he was so good last year. And we just didn't give him his dues, even though he was averaging basically the same stats for a team that was actually better than it is right now. So, yeah. I mean, Trey Young's mighty good at the game of basketball. There's no denying that. I just, I think that Zach Levine is, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think that Zach Levine has helped his team out more, but I think mm-hmm. that's just a kind of a media thing to say. Cause you're, if you're mm-hmm. telling me that the Hawks offense is that efficient with and without Trey Young, then yeah, I mean, this dude's worth it. I mean, he is one of the premier players in the NBA. There's no doubting that. Yeah. I mean, the argument for Levine, Colin, is that last year's um, efficiency numbers were no joke. Um, he's flirting with 50-40-90 shooting splits again this season, and he's one of the game's premier ISO scores at this point. Um, the only thing worth mentioning towards Levine, Colin, that you know I think would hinder his case is that the Bulls are not very good this season so far when he's on the floor without DeRozan. But um, I think that's more of just uh, the Bulls have kind of shaped the team around DeRozan at this point, and the Bulls weren't a good team, as we've seen for yeah. the last two, three years without... Four years, you know, five with, years. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'd be fine with Levine. Levine's a bona fide. Levine's making the all-star game, Colin, but I got yeah. I got to give it to Trey Young here. That's fine. That's fine. I'm okay with it. So then in terms of reserves, Noah, we have Zach Levine for sure. And then, yes. uh, is it, are the reserves broken out? Can, is it, like, um, three guards? It's two and guard f- spots, two guard spot, three front court spots, two wild cards. Okay, 
Okay. So then filling up the other two guard spots, we've got Zach Levine and James Harden. You know, even mm-hmm. though James Harden doesn't like Brooklyn, he doesn't like living there. Uh, did you see the thing that, that he didn't like how much he had to pay in taxes in Brooklyn compared to Houston? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was that's like, a mm, little bit like, I guess that's well, what no state income tax will do. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you were thinking when you moved to Brooklyn, like that the taxes just uh, wouldn't be there or what, but that's, uh, that is the case. That is how mm-hmm. it works, so don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, to me, like I don't know who else you're making an argument with guys in that tier. Uh, I know that there's some, some guys that I really like that could be there, could make the all-star game in some of those wild card spots, but I think that those two guys are a tier above everybody else uh, in contention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with Harden, Levine, and Khan. Um, next is the the forwards. The three front court spots, Colin, are. Um, I don't think they're that debatable, but I have Jimmy Butler as one. Colin, do you have Jimmy Butler on your list? I do have Jimmy Butler on my list. I think that Jimmy Butler, yes, despite some injuries, he's been really good. And also going back to the uh, the list, the the um, All NBA list that we were making, kind of the point that there's not a lot of small forwards out there that are mm-hmm. kind of in that tier. Jimmy Butler's in that tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, so the next front court spot, Con, I think is between two players on the same team. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown here, Con. Um, I think the popular opinion here is Jason Tatum over Jalen Brown, Con, but mm-hmm. I, um, <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta make the argument here for Jalen Brown, Con, because all-star game appearances and picking who gets in, um, unlike other awards, Colin, I, I don't think it's all statistically based. Um, I do think there is some other factors that go in. Um, clearly, you know, the fan voting and whatever, yeah. those also factor in. But let's just compare the two seasons so far. Um, Jason Tatum averaging 26 points per game. Jalen Brown averaging 24. Um, Jason Tatum averaging 6.3, 8.5 total rebounds. Jalen Brown averaging 7.6. They both average basically four assists. Um, Jalen Brown has better shooting efficiencies in every category, but he's taking two less shots a game. Jason Tatum's played ten more games than um, Jalen Brown. Um, I'm fine with Tatum here, Colin. I think that's where we're inevitably going to go. But um, the Celtics kind of are my second favorite team to watch, Colin. They're my second favorite team that I root for, and... I love if any Celtics, we have any Celtic fan listeners, you know, let us know. But when I watch Celtics games, Colin, that team runs through Jalen Brown, really. And I think Jalen Brown's been the better player all year when they've been on the court. Uh, But Tatum's been, Tatum's played 10 more games. Um, The counting stats are better. So I'm fine with Tatum. But I think Jalen Brown, I think Jalen Brown's the better player at the current moment, Colin. Wow. That's just not something you hear a lot about. And I, I'm a and that's not me. That's not me disrespecting Tatum because Tatum's probably my, a top five player in the league for me. Um, you can see how Tatum's gonna age and develop into one of the best players in the league. But I think Jalen Brown's a better player yeah, right for now. Sure. For sure. Yeah, I think just with Jalen Brown, 
there's something as somebody who's not a Celtics fan, so I, I'm not watching a whole ton of games. I personally just have held the belief that Tatum is the better of the two. Just from everything <laughs> I've seen about them, when I do watch games, I feel I'm more likely to, to see a game where I see Tatum going off than I am to see Brown going off, although I know I've seen both of them go off. Uh, and I think that's kind of given credence to your point that Tatum is going to be a top five player in the league. We're, we see his abilities. We see his talent. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if I can quite say the same about Brown. You know, maybe at some point in his heyday he'll be a, a top 10 guy who'll crack that list, but I just I don't see that potential. So in my mind, I just always assume that Tatum is playing better than Brown. Um, but, yeah, like if you're saying that when you watch, you think the offense runs through Browns or through Brown, I'd love to hear what Celtics fans think. You know, maybe they can pop in the subreddit real quick and – and see mm-hmm. what the general consensus is there, because that's the other easy way to do it. Um, you know, Colin, I haven't asked him, but our friend uh, Come Man, <laughs> I, I, I think he would a guy who was a diehard Boston sports fan. He's a Patriots fan. He's a Celtics fan. He's a dirty Red Sox fan. Um, I, I haven't asked him, Colin, but we've talked about it before, and I, I think he would agree with my take. I uh, let let's add him right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Um, if there's if you watch enough games to, you know, have uh, credence to what you're saying. All right, I'm gonna ask him right now at Resident Masshole. Uh, while you while you're doing this, Con, we can get an update on that a little later. No, no, I'll ask this. Um, the last a front, right now. The last front court spot to me, Con, um, and I think you would agree. Bro. It's going to Jared Allen. Yeah, and then uh, we'll we'll find out what he has to say. All right, while we let that situation get sorted out, I think, Noah, the last guy, not in a wild card spot, but in an actual front court spot, it's got to be Jared Allen. I mean, the Cavs, being a top five team in the East, just as a team, they need to send somebody. I think that's mm-hmm. a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe they said more than one person. I don't know. I don't know. But but at twenty nine and nineteen, the second best defense in the NBA, I think that we have to send Jarrett Allen because he's anchoring that defense. I know you could say that you know maybe mm-hmm. Evan Mobley is ho- hoping to anchor it, and I believe you. Um, but if I were to give one the nod over the other, I think that Allen gets it just a little bit slightly because the rebound numbers are a bit higher, the points per game are a bit higher, uh, the blocks per game are... Ooh, actually, Mobley does take the blocks per game at 1.65 to 1.4. But generally, I think that we can see that Allen's having a bit better of a season. And what blows my mind, Noah, this guy's still only 23 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's scary, Con. Um, the Cavs have magically turned around from being one of the worst defenses last year to one of the best. Um, like you said, thanks to Allen, thanks to Mobley. He's averaging 16 points, Con, 11 rebounds, uh, shooting almost 70% field goal percentage this season. He's shooting .695. Um, I would imagine that has to be one of the highest in the league, if not the highest. And he's also benefiting here, Colin, from the East um, centers, you know, just having a down year. Sabonis is having a down year. Um, mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo missed quite a bit of time, but 
Um, the Cavs are getting all star here, an all star here, Con. It's in Cleveland. Um, you know, the Cavs are just the feet, one of the better feel good stories of the um, first half of the season, and I am perfectly fine with Jared Allen being the backup center for the East here. Yeah, yeah, and I think it gives the Cavs so much. Um, I don't know what the affirmation from those trades they made last year. Remember when Andre Drummond was a Cav? Like, think about that. That's where we were <laughs> right. a year ago. <laughs> I think I erased that from my mind. Like, that's what we're talking about. And they got Allen as part of one of the deals, as part of the Harden deal, I think, somehow. Somehow mm-hmm. they were in on that. I forget what they did to be a part of it, but... You know, they're sitting there saying, all right, we've got Evan Mobley and Jarrett Allen, both guys who are under 24 years old, just an absolute defensive monstrosity. And then, you know, we've got talent elsewhere. Things are very much looking up in Cleveland. Um, So then, Noah, for the last two wild card spots, things get dicey. Mm -hmm. Things get real dicey. We kind of already talked about it, but I think – Whoever that's not Brown or Tatum that doesn't get the first spot, I think you have to give them the next spot, right? Yes, but that still leaves us two spots, Colin, because it's already been announced that KD is going to be um, – he's going to be replaced by someone, Colin. So I'm ca- kind of counting in Jalen Brown being KD's replacement. So that really leaves us here, Colin, with I think four guards to pick from. Um, out of this candidate pool, Colin, I think you're looking at either picking two of Lamelo, Fred Van Bleet, Beal, and Darius Garland. Um, one of one of my picks, Colin. One, I I think Fred Van Bleet deserves to make it here, Colin. Um, Fred Van Bleet is the bet on yourself king. He went from an undrafted uh, player in the league to signing a four-year, eighty-five million dollar contract over the summer. Um, you love to see it, Colin. And the stats really do back it up this year, Colin. Um, the advanced metrics, Colin, they love Fred yeah. Van Fleet. He ranks sixth right now in estimated plus minus, which is um, the best plus minus stat if you're looking at that because it includes like the smallest margin of error. Um, he mm-hmm. ranks sixth in that right now, Colin. The five people Ooh. above him are all MVP candidates. Um Oh, the yeah. three players behind Van Vliet on that are Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, and Kevin Durant. Um, the, the Raptors know how much the Raptors know how important Van Vliet is to them. Um, I don't know if the league does yet, but he's averaging a league leading thirty eight point three minutes per game. Colin, he's shooting the mid range at the highest yeah. percentage he has um, in his career so far, and he's also point one three point attempts per game from joining Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, James Harden, and Buddy Heald as the only players to launch ten threes per game. Um, only Curry and Lillard have ever averaged at least 10 threes while making more than 40% of them, Colin. And Fran Van Vliet is currently at 39.3% three-point percentage. I mean, these are all quite compelling stats. I don't disagree. I think that Fred Van Vliet <clears throat> deserves an all-star spot. I think that if if I'm looking at the pool of candidates that are going to make up these last two spots. I think number one for me has to be Darius Garland. Just with how well he's playing right now, what he's doing for this Cavs team. I mean, a year ago it was, let's trade Garland, keep Sexton. Think about (laughs) that. 
Yeah, maybe yeah. a little more than a year ago. Maybe that was probably like the start of last year's season. That was kind of the sentiment. People were all in on Sexton, and Garland was kind of being thrown to the wayside. But Garland just became the second Cav ever to have five straight games with 10-plus assists, with mm-hmm. the first being LeBron James, who's done it <laughs> uh, more than once. Uh, I'll leave company. it at that. Yeah, decent company, you know? And I, I think I alluded to it the other day on the podcast that this is probably the first time that the Cavs will make the playoffs without LeBron James in 30-some years, 25 mm-hmm. years, whatever it is. A, a ridiculous time time measurement. Uh, but I just think that Garland is leading the pack there. He's distributing the ball really well. He's the team's leading scorer. He plays solid defense. He's doing it all. He's playing fantastic basketball, and I like him as an all-star candidate. So then they're kind of looping back into the Fred Van Fleet thing. I think that Fred deserves it. I really do. I think he would be my number mm-hmm. two. But I see two other guys here in the East that I think just have a bit more of a name to them. And so I think it's going to end up going to one of them. Even though that's not what this mm. list is. This is our list. So I'm putting Fred Van Fleet in as an all-star. But I just I don't see how Fred is going to get a nod over LaMelo or Brad Beal. It's really, really? tough for me. To, I mean, okay, so Brad Beal was the league leader in points scored last year. Or no, well, Steph ended up taking it on a per-game basis, but Beal was the outright leader in points scored. And then LaMelo Ball is LaMelo Ball. I mean, if we're talking about a basketball family with – just the most name recognition, it's the balls. So I think the fan voting is just going to take him way over the top, and I think we can actually see that right now. Um, Mm. If we were to pull up the most recent all-star ballot, I think he's like fifth on the guards. Yeah, and for uh, the listeners out there who don't know fully how the uh, all-star voting goes... The fan vote accounts for 50% of the um, case of a guy to make the All-Star game. The other 25% is the media, and the other 25% are is um, the coaches and the players. So fan vote is only 50%. It doesn't mean everything. Uh, personally, Colin, my picks are Van Vliet and Garland, and I also think, I, I think Van Vliet and Garland are going to be the two guards who make it. And I think Van Vliet is more likely to make it than Garland. Yeah, I'm looking at the all-star voting now, and I, I realize I totally bit my tongue on that one because Van Fleet has about 200,000 more votes than Garland. <clears throat> but yeah, like like you said, LaMelo's averaging like 19-7-7 seven and seven this season. Um, I think the Hornets are having a bit of a worse season than they expected, Colin, but um, that could easily be fixed by, you know, them going on a four- or five-game win streak. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bradley Beal is just kind of Bradley Beal, Colin. I feel like he was only making these games in the last couple of years because he was, you know, um, leading the league in scoring, and I think that's kind of what he has to do to be up there. Um, I'm kind of tired of Bradley Beal being in this game. Yeah. Uh, so my, I'm going Van Vliet and Garland, and I, I really, it sucks that Lamelo's not going to make it because I do think Lamelo is also worthy. Yeah, I, I think so too. Mm. It's just tough because the Hornets aren't really in a bad spot. They're the seventh seed. They're twenty six and twenty two. I mean, there's a there's a big gap between. I mean, there's not even really that big of a gap. It's crazy how close the top of the East is right now. There's 
two games separating the first through the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And it, anything can happen, you know, when you shake that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything else you want to say about the East? Who do you think are the snubs? Um, so clearly, Colin, the, um, the list of snubs is, you know, two of the Lamelo, Fran Van Vliet, Beal, or Garland. Um, whichever one, two of them don't get in, I think are two of the biggest snubs. Um, I think Sabonis, a guy who we've seen make the All-Star game the last two years, is also a snub. Um, you could make the argument over Allen, but I do value the Cavs being a feel-good story and their wins over, um, mm-hmm. you know, just stats. Sabonis is averaging 20-12. and 12. Uh, That's what he averaged last season. Colin made the All-Star game. Um, little shout-out to Tyler Hero. I think the Heat, now the league, um, now the best record in the East, Colin, um, Hero has been kind of one of the rocks for the heat, uh, heat this season while we've seen Jimmy and Bam miss a lot of time. And then I actually think the biggest snub here, Colin, might be, might be Pascal Siakam, who I think has a case to be the replacement for KD. Um, very sneaky, Colin. He's he's averaging 21 points, 8 rebounds, um, eight rebounds and 6 assists on the season, uh, shooting Damn. 48% from the field, 33% from three. And 72% from the free throw line. Uh, Pascal's having a banging season again, Colin. He's looking to get back to the form that we saw in 2019-20. And, um, yeah, I just I just don't even know if people know that Pascal is having that good of a season. I, I don't think they do. Seriously. Um, yeah, I think that the Raptors are just super under the radar right now. Uh, I'm just going to mm-hmm. throw a couple names out there. Uh, Chris Middleton, I mean, the Bucs are third in the East. Mm-hmm. He's played basically all of their games. He's uh, averaging 20 points, six rebounds, five assists. I mean, you know, is are we so, just tired of Chris Middleton? Is, is that really it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's not exactly a wrong answer. And then you could say basically the same thing about Drew Holiday, although his stats are a little bit worse, but his steals per game are – are still pretty darn high. Man, I think that the Bucks might just run it back and nobody's talking about that. Dude, I I think we might just be getting Bucks Suns again, Colin. Ah. Uh, I can't <laughs> say I hate it. It's just it's just so weird. I don't know. I don't it's really want to see boring. the I don't want to see the Suns again, to be honest with you. I just uh, Chris Paul's cursed. So, yeah. I mean, not that I want to see the Bucks again either, but you know, that might be just where we're heading towards, though. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would just be so boring. That'd be so boring. The Bucks would cook them too. Like that's that's the thing that kills me is I don't think that this Suns roster can do anything to stop the Bucks in a seven game series. Yeah. I just I don't see it yeah. happening. Man. Oh, I know we're like a week late, but Giannis, I'm starting to really heat up on your Giannis take for MVP. Yeah, he's Not definitely that... going to claim the narrative here Yeah, for a little bit. Will this be his third? Yeah. It's crazy that, that he's got three and KD still only has one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, KD did it to himself. I want to play with the Warriors for three years. Yep. Like, you aren't going to win an MVP on that team. So mm-hmm. that's part of it. But man, oh, man. Uh, and uh, who else do I want to mention? Oh, oh. It, does Miles Bridges does he deserve some some All Star talk? Um, no. 
All right. Uh, yeah, that's totally fair. That's very fair. Yeah. I think Pascal's the outcome's having a better season. All right. All right. He let's get... MIP. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, like that's – I think he make more money doing that. Yeah, you definitely make more money going to the All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, I got to say right. is um, Allen and Garland better give Mobley some of their All-Star bonus check. Yeah, Colin. they better take him out. He better <laughs> – <laughs> he, he better have a nice uh, night out in Cleveland. <laughs> They'll probably oh, go he... to, like, the Dave and Buster's or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 there's nothing wrong with a good night at dude, D&B's, I, all right? Dude, I, I fuck with a D&B, no cap. Hey, if we were going Yelp right now, like, where do you think D&B's is on nicest bars in Cleveland? I, th- I legitimately think there's a shot we could look at a list where it's in the top ten. I could see it. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up after this episode's done. <laughs> oh man! Could you imagine like Darius Garland going to do the Papa shot D and B's and just posting a high score? I'd go nuts <laughs> if I was there. They I would... start the pregame at Joakim Noah's penthouse in downtown Cleveland. <laughs> Take the squad to like. Five guys or something. The <laughs> nicest a, burger establishment in all of Cleveland. Well, and, and you got to remember like Dave and Buster's. The, the penthouse is on like the fifth floor too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the like it's in the like uh, Best Western. That's, that's exactly what I'm imagining right now. There's a Best Western in Cincinnati that I've stayed at that I'm just picturing right now. It's the exact same one in Cleveland. <laughs> oh man. All right. Even listeners are either like, this is way too relatable, or they're just pissed right now. Uh, why not both? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. The Western Conference. Um, I, I think that this this conference is, I think <laughs> it's a little bit harder to pick. But again, not by much. Not by much. Mm-hmm. So... The starters, uh, I think, I think the only real place that you might get some debate from me is uh, somewhere in the front court. But why don't you list off our West starters, Noah? So the four locks, Colin Curry and Morant are locks. Mm-hmm. LeBron is an absolute lock. Um, I just want to shed some light, Colin, on uh, just LeBron's season so far. You know the Lakers are. One of the laughing stocks of the league, Colin, but LeBron's averaging 29 points a night so far this season, Colin. This would be his best mark since 2010. Um, 2010, when he was when the last when was the last time a player, Colin, went 12 years between their highest scoring averages while still averaging at least 25 points per game every season in between? Um, that maybe has never happened. Uh, LeBron's launching threes at a career high rate, and he's hitting um at a pretty good percentage, and he's still shooting over 50% from the field this season. Um, yeah, the the Lakers are wasting an absolute banger of a season from LeBron. I just had to give him his comeuppance. Um, so Curry, uh-huh. Morant, LeBron, Jokic are all, all locks, Colin. Um, the last front court spot is probably up for debate here, Colin. I was reading a lot of articles, and people were pretty convinced that um, Gobert – was going to be in the starting lineup, which means starting two centers. Um, I think there's an argument for Cat here. Um, I also think there's an argument for Draymond, and I, I, I could be swayed here, calling to go Draymond. I I was 
thinking about it in my head, I think that it's an easier argument to go with Cat. <clears throat> just like, if if we were getting in a debate right now, but uh, the argument for Draymond is there too. I mean, especially if we're comparing him to Gobert, who's averaging actually, you know, a career high sixteen points per game this year. The fifteen point one boards is ridiculous. And no, this yeah. this, this surprises me in so this is Gobert's ninth year in the league. He's never led in rebounds per game. That kind of surprised me. He's doing he's he's doing fifteen point one right now, which is uh, certifiably absurd. That's a his, ton. That's that's a lot of rebounds. Like I think Jokic is the number two rebounder in the NBA, and Gobert's got him by a good two boards. Wow. So, um, we may have just talked ourselves into Gobert starting. Can I can I present you with a cat argument, Colin? I, yes, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it, because I don't like Gobert all that much. Same. <laughs> Although, uh, there have been some rumors Colin. that the Bulls might trade for him, and I would be very okay with that. Cat, uh, Colin, averaging 24 points, 9.2 rebounds, 3.7 assists. Um, he's shooting 40.4% from three this season. Um, currently shooting better from three than Curry. Um, and the Wolves have been pretty decent, Colin. I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be fooled, Colin, by the Timberwolves' current record of 23-23. and 23. Uh, Minnesota's best lineup, Colin, which consists of D'Lo, uh, Patrick Beverly, Anthony Edwards, Vanderbilt, and Cat. They've only played in 18 of its first 46 games. Um, and it's they're creeping up on Denver Con to get out of the plan and get into the playoff seating. Um, yeah, Cat Cat has a decent argument here, Con. And personally, I would put in either Cat or um, Draymond here before Rudy. But there is some bias there, Con, because we are not the biggest fans of Rudy. And I, I can see why Rudy's in here, Con. But uh, both Cat and Draymond are both reserve locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think with Rudy, the issue I have is that it's just not a very sexy way to play the game of basketball. And the Jazz, in terms of actual team defense this year, are not as high as they've been in the past. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, they are one of the premier teams in terms of team defense. And they actually they have the number one scoring offense in terms of pure points per game right now. Which is crazy mm-hmm. to me, because that's just not the, the jazz brand of basketball that you're accustomed to. But when we're talking team defense, they're not even in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. To me, that says that's a knock against Rudy Gobert, because the reason that you paid him all this money is to be <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year. And maybe I'm reading into it too much, and you can be Defensive Player of the Year and not be on the best defensive team. But... I, I don't know. To me, you should at least be close. Like I, I think they're the twelfth best defense in terms of points per game allowed. You know. Yeah. Eh. I'm I'm just looking at his stats, Colin, and it's just like, just hilarious that this guy's tossing up sixteen and fifteen a night while averaging two point three blocks. Um, He's an enigma. The, I know, and Colin the. Um, Rudy Gobert's actually only played 42 games this season. He's actually missed a couple games, and 
the Jazz have mightily struggled in those games that he has missed. So I, I, I think that even speaks more to his case that he probably is going to be a starter. All right. Well, I think that that wraps that up. We'll, we'll get into the reserves. So obviously, Cat and Draymond in the reserve crowd. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. Uh, and then I think in terms of the guards, it's kind of cut and dry. When you've got mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, who probably deserves a starting spot, I think he mm-hmm. actually I would take Donovan Mitchell over Trey in the East, and even maybe Demar, maybe. I, I, I don't think that's wrong. I no, I could definitely see that. I mean, like we said, it's the number one scoring offense in the league. And these are the most rudimentary stats we have, but still. Still, that's what we got. Mitchell is um, Mitchell's basically the best. All right, yeah, no, I uh, I'm kind of all in on the Donovan Mitchell thing, uh, and I'm just gonna put out an apology to anybody who's listening right now. We've had a lot of technical difficulties uh, throughout this one, so if it's been a bit choppy, <laughs> uh, know that we're trying and that our editors are editing fiercely. Hard at work. Hard at work. <laughs> Hard at work. Yeah, it's gonna be a long night for the editors. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so Noah, so Donovan Mitchell in. Chris Paul, I mean, Chris Paul is going to get an MVP vote or two. There's just no way you can't when you're the best player on the best team in the NBA. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you're Robin on the best team in the NBA, a.k.a. Devin Booker, you're going to get in too. That's kind of how it works. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, Noah, I'm looking around – and we still haven't said a name or two that kind of have to be said mm-hmm. if we're looking at this reserves list. Luka Doncic needs – like he's going to get some MVP votes too. The Mavs have sneaky been one of the best teams in the league in the month of January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's an argument made here, Colin, that if the – if the Mavs had a little bit more time, Luka could easily be a starter in this game, I think, over John Moran, even with the season that John Moran has had. Um, the Mavs are 21-11 and 11 when Luka's played so far this season, Colin. And Luka's averaging 26-9 and 8.7 assists a game, Colin. That's absurd. They're ridiculous numbers. Ridiculous. <laughs> and, and no, this, this Mavs team... Ah, like with what Jalen Brunson's doing, I don't know. Maybe they could they make some noise. Like, I just I don't think that anybody in the West is truly unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither do I, Colin. And I think a lot of West playoff games are going to come down to whose star makes the most plays um, to win mm-hmm. them the game, and. Luke is as good at playing as good as any player in the league right now, Colin. I think so too. I think that he's going to have a real strong MVP push in the second half, and it's going to be well warranted. So, mm-hmm. I yeah. told you he was in the parking lot at the restaurant. That's a pretty good way to put it. That's a real good way. Maybe to put he it. just like got his bread. Yeah, maybe he's to put in maybe order. maybe the hostess is like showing him to his table now. Maybe that's where we can put it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not quite at the table yet, but like he's on his way. He's, he's on his way the, to like, the table. That buzzer in hand. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking like Cheeseburger in Paradise. He's sitting in one of those (laughs) big chairs, feet in the sand a little bit. Oh, big time. Yeah, Lucas chilling for sure. Do you think there's any credence to the idea that uh, Luca has a little bit of Shaquille O'Neal in him in that he used the season to play himself into shape? He he definitely does, Con. All those Eastern European guys, someone – I forget the exact podcast, Con, but they said Luca's built like a construction working. <laughs> and, you know, that just made quite a bit of sense. I was like, you know, he is. Like, he's just like, he's not fat, Con, but he's not like ripped like a LeBron. No. But he's muscular, but it's all like hidden muscle by like his yeah. layer of like European fat that he had to, uh, I assume, for the cold winters. It's just, uh, if you ever get in the lake. Yes, yes. If he ever did, it, it's like they just drink way too much milk, Colin. And they're like not on the. They're drinking like whole milk too. Like they haven't caught on to like yeah. common milk yet. No. no, 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 no. It's like straight out of the cow. Like it's not even two percent. It's just like whatever. They're going the utter to mouth this day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, either way, however he's doing it, he's doing it. So, Luka Doncic. <laughs> if this guy ever gets into the best shape of his life, Colin, watch out. I don't. I, do you think he can though? Like, I don't know if that's possible. I have no clue. I I think he would have to stop spending his summers in Europe. Europe, yeah. And I don't think he wants to do that. I don't think he wants to do no. that anytime soon. I don't know. At one point in his career, I mean, in, like, the last dance, they showed when Mike, like, actually decided to, like, hit the gym. And then it was like, all right, well, let's just let him win the next six titles he plays. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean. So, the reserves so far, Colin. <clears throat> we have Donovan Mitchell, Draymond Green, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Cat, and Luca. One spot left, Colin. Who are you giving that spot to? No, I, I'm just going to say I know that you want so badly to give this spot to Andrew Wiggins. And <laughs> while he maybe might deserve it, uh, just this is a fantasy, ball, fast, fa- fantasy basketball podcast first and foremost. And so we can't leave DeJounte Murray off this list. I am we perfectly just, fine with that, Colin. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is putting up one of the most insane stat lines I've seen in a hot minute. Like, I think, like, I, it's 19.5 points, 9 assists, 8.5 rebounds, and a league-leading 2 steals per game. That's insane. I know that, like, this Spurs team isn't fantastic, but what DeJounte Murray is doing is ridiculous. And That's people forget, insane. Noah, he was on the 2017-2018 all-defensive team. So he's, I, he's doing I it on DeJounte. both sides of the ball, and at that point, I just don't know how we don't put him on this team. He's, he's an animal, Con. He is easily the most underrated player in the league at the moment. And yeah, no other player in the league has that stat line, Con. Like you said, 19.5 points, 8.5 rebounds, 9 assists, and 2 steals. Like, there's a very select group of guys that could even, like, have the potential to do that. And we're watching DeJounte do it right now. Um, he deserves this all-star spot so much, gone, And I am perfectly fine with giving it to him. Um, shout out DeJounte, man. The Spurs are a very lucky uh, 
squad to have him, or else they would be maybe worst team in the league. Seriously, seriously, yeah. And I, I'm looking. Oh, he's not even on the list, dude. I mean, Clay Thompson. San Antonio. Where y'all at? Vote yeah, for your boy. Come on, let's not pretend like San Antonio didn't have one of the best twenty-year runs in this come sport on. of any team ever. Like, <laughs> like wait, y'all just disappeared. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, man. So then, maybe it goes to Wiggins, honestly, because the rest of the list. I mean, we've got Dame and PG, both guys that. Have just not they games. aren't gonna put not enough games and aren't gonna be available for the game. So I think it'd be yep. dumb for them to get it. Ed, not enough games. Not enough games, and he's played terrible in the games he's played. Wiggins, Wiggins, who might deserve it. I'm uh, here for it. And then personally, if it doesn't go to Dejounte Murray, I think I gotta go with DeAndre Ayton, just because I think on any other team, DeAndre Ayton's stats would be so much prettier than they are on the Suns, Mm -hmm. but just because he's Mm -hmm. on the best team and playing some fantastic team basketball, he's not getting that shine. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's, he's averaging 17 points, 11 boards. Then the other stats, I mean, one and a half assists, 0.8 blocks, 0.8 steals. They're just, they're not sexy, but it's because he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to be sexy. Yeah. He has sacrificed the most out of anyone on that Suns team, Con, for them to be in the position they are right now. Exactly. And so I think for that, I, I'd like to see him get it just because he is deserving of it. You know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, so for me, he's the exact opposite of Wiggins in that their stat lines are probably almost identical in terms of having to give up what they've been for the team uh, based on the position they play for. I just mm-hmm. think that I like Aiton more and that Aiton, if he never makes an all-star game, I-, I think that he is the better player overall. If we look back on their yeah. careers, all things said and done, I think that Aiton is more important than Wiggins. And so for that reason, you know, just to cover my bases, I think that DeAndre Aiton will make uh, plenty an all-star game throughout his career. But I just I need him to get in this one. It's about very interesting. Colin Aiden's actually missed like a decent amount of time here, and the Suns haven't really blinked. Colin, um, they've been filling those minutes with Javale McGee and Bismack Biombo. Um, while that's fine, in the you know, there's an argument here, Colin, that the Suns oh, don't man. need Aiden. It's it's kind of wild. Wow, I just I totally missed on that games. Game started yeah, he, at 28. He's actually yeah. missed quite a bit of time. That's a decent amount of time. That's that's not not to the point where you can't make the All Star team, but it definitely starts to be a question. Yeah, because uh, I was gonna say I know Zach Levine's missed quite a bit of time, but he still played 39 games this year, so a still solid 11 more. Man, all right, Wiggins might be making it because then the other Ooh. two that you know I think we have on the list are Kristaps and Ant Edwards. And I think I'm giving Wiggins over both of those guys. Yeah, the same. Maybe there's I'm no here for, for Ant. I'm here for it, baby. Maybe I'm here for no Wiggins for to make Ant. the all-star team. Do you know where they uh, currently stand on the the ballot, Wiggins and Wiggins uh, was Ant? quite high. I don't know exactly. He is... 
He was third in the front court. Oh my god. <laughs> 2.6 million votes. At that point, you can almost pencil a man. I mean, seriously. <laughs> he is more... He is double... More than double the votes of Cat, Gobert, and DeAndre Ayton. He has, like, five times the votes as Rudy Gobert. <laughs> he might be starting. That's wild. Holy shit. No, he come on. 50, 50% of it is still the coaches in the media. I mean, all right, this, this is all I'm saying. So this was as of uh, Saturday. Wiggins had 2.2. 2, Two million six hundred forty-four thousand. Behind him was PG, who's not going to play in the game. Who behind him is Ant? I don't know a coach or player that's voting for or not Anthony Davis. AD, sorry, not Ant. I don't know a coach or player who's giving Anthony Davis more votes than Wiggins at this point. Then it's Draymond at one point eight. Then Mello at one point five. Then we go to Cat at one point two, and then. Number nine, we have Gobert at five hundred eighty-three thousand, and then Eaton at four hundred seventy-two thousand. Like for Only him, fifty percent. Okay, so even still, for him to not make it over Cat, like he would have to get no votes in the coaches and players, and Cat would have to get all of the votes to cover that ground. If that's truly how it works. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying there's there is a world in which Wiggins starts the All Star game. No, no, there isn't. I'm looking at it right here. I'm looking at it right here. He has enough votes to start the All Star game above everybody else. I okay. Yeah, I, I don't know how the algorithm works, Colin. But I don't either. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how the algorithm he, works, but he, is, he has a stupid amount okay. of votes. I think the media and the coaches and players are a bit smarter than Joe Schmo voting 20 times a day for Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> no, okay, but that that's the other thing, too. They do this every year. When the players vote for the All-Star, like, they have the worst votes. They're worse than the fans because, like, Tony Bradley will vote for Paul Zisper for the All-Star game. And it's like, well, all right, thanks for thanks for that, Tony. You know, and so there will be guys who have played like 87 minutes total this year that will get five votes for the All-Star game. I got to look this up. No, that's facts. I know. No, I got to. I looked up All-Star algorithm. Not getting any good answers. Wiggins has more votes right now than John Moran. Deservedly so. He's had a better that's, season. That's what I'm saying. I mean, John Morant's like low key a bum. Like if we're actually like thinking about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm here for it, Con. Uh, this is quite the long episode of Bench Chatter. Um, you got any got any closing remarks here, Con? I'm just I'm gonna read you a list of names that have less votes for the All-Star game than John Moran. There have been uh, Andrew Wiggins. John Moran. Luka Doncic. Devin Booker. Chris Paul. Donovan Mitchell. Trey Young. Zach Levine. James Harden. 
Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and let me find a banger for my last one. Uh, I've, I've pretty much read everybody, but yeah. He's ta- He's the seventh highest vote getter right now. Right? Is my math right there? One, two, three, four, five. He's ninth. He's the ninth highest vote getter. Wiggins is going to be in this All Star game. That's at the very least. That is what's happening. Those are my okay. final remarks. All okay. right. So that's kind of just a see you later, um, Shante Murray, which sucks. I don't know if that's true, but I will. I don't have the energy to argue that at the moment. Um, <clears throat> Just some quick remarks. Rudy Gay, after Monday night's game, Colin entered the top 100 scorers of all time, Let's passing go. Chris Webber. Um, shout out Rudy Gay. One of the best players probably to ever not make an all-star game at this point. Um, also shout out Thank Chris you guys Webber. for listening to another episode. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him <laughs> for calling that timeout. <clears throat> that was sick. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Men's NBA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. Leave us a like. Leave us a rating, and we'll see you on Sunday. Barry Bond should be a Hall of Famer. Oh, he absolutely should be. Yeah, yeah. And Roger Clemens. See ya.